0: My guest today is the great Sefi Atta, multiple award-winning author, playwrights. Yes, people don't know that part of her. Her plays have have been shown across the world from London to Lagos to Germany. Her book, Swallow, has recently been made into a Netflix special. And it's her first screenplay. Now, I read Swallow in 2018 And, you know, it had a huge, deep effect on me. And so, when I heard that it was going to be made into a film, I was beyond delighted. And so I fired off an email to Sethi, who I had met, I think about 14, 15 years ago, but never met online, but never actually seen. And I said, Ma, would you do this book club with me? And she said, oh, Judy, I'd love to. And, you know, she's here. She came into Nigeria. She's doing this with me. I can't wait to meet the person behind such Profound, affirming, perhaps even transformational books. Sefi Ata is my guest today. Right, um, you didn't, for many Nigerians, many non-book reading Nigerians, okay. this is the first. This is the first book from you that they, because of the cultural has made into a film. Yeah, this um, is the first thing that many people are not. Automatic one of book lovers who don't read a lot. This is the first they're hearing about Swallow as a book, and for mm-hmm. some of them, your body of work. Interesting. Is that weird?
1: To me, it is, <laughs> as I'm a reader. <laughs> I'm sure it would You know, but um, mind you, it also depends when you were born. Right. That because, yeah, because when Everything Good Will Come first came out, I think it was in 2007, right. there's a lot of noise yes, made about yes, it, and people yes. did read it. Oh, yes, everything, yes. In fact, they think it's the only book I've ever written, yes. <laughs> and they can't remember the title. <laughs> or oh, my they name. Can't remember the title. Or oh, my name. Right, so what do you, do you remember? I don't know. I think it resonated with people because it was one of those books that um, was about Lagos, mm. that resembled a Lagos that they know. Mm. You know, mine was set at different times, um, 19- yes. 1970s, yes. Yeah. Eighties and nineties, yeah. but they recognized the characters. Right. They were not people, for instance, who lived in a hometown.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and it was urban, yeah. and they related to that. So, the
0: first time Everything Good was published in Nigeria it was probably Farafina, wasn't yes,
1: it? Yes, it was. So, I
0: think that what happened was. So, I read, I read the two books that you know were very important to me in the mm. early two thousands, and they mm-hmm. were Purple High mm-hmm. and Everything Good Will Come. Yes. I think for many of us who. I've realized that memory is a very funny thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then your memory starts when it starts, and then you begin to locate all of history around your own memory. Right. So, for me, it was like there was a time when there was a. I don't know if lacuna is the right word. There was a space between all the books that I read growing up. Big and nun All the Nigerian books I read yeah. growing up. The Interpreter, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Bits and pieces of things I would see with the Pest Setter series in the 1990s, and then a real book experience in the 2000s, you know, with these two books. And I think Farafina did that for for, for people of my generation. Yes, Yes. they did. In
1: terms of promoting the books, the first two were Purple Hibiscus and Everything Good Will Come. And, you know, for me as a writer, I was terrifying. Mm. And I said, I'm not sure that I can cope with this much yeah. publicity. I like being off stage. Absolutely. So that people hear my voice, yes. but they don't necessarily and... see me. I'm not interested in being highly visible mm. all mm. the time. Mm. you know. Except when I have work coming out, right. then I yeah. have to, and I know I have to. Um, but I think it was that, if you could call it a re- renaissance. Yes, for me it certainly was. But it really wasn't as such. It, it was just a new generation of Nigerian writers, mm-hmm. and I happened to be lumped with them, even mm-hmm. though I was born in the 1960s, the mid-1960s, yes. and I was representing my generation, yes. not um, a new generation of Nigerian writers. But somehow or the other, between Ben Okri... Yes. Like- <laughs> and what happened in 2007, nothing much was happening, and I have an explanation for that. Please tell me. It's, you know, my generation of Nigerians are underrepresented in Nigerian literature. We all get lumped together because no one can be bothered to figure out who's who, you know. Mm. Africans look alike. We all sound alike, I guess. (laughs) But, you know, we were the first generation, I call us the oil boom generation, who knew we were not going to do better than our parents, you know. We were the oil boomers who graduated into a recession. And we had to find sensible jobs. Mm. And being a writer wasn't one of them. Mm. So if you really think carefully, for that generation of people who were born in the mid-1960s in Lagos, mm. I'll dare to find someone else besides me, mm. you know, that has been published internationally, mm. you know. Whereas now, we mm. have so many writers.
0: Yes. Especially yes.
1: In, the, in the 30s, the 40s yes. and 20s. 20s. <laughs> I walked into... It's, it's getting more and more so. Yeah. You know, very soon, they'll be publishing books by African fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but I represent the menopausals. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite happy right. doing that. I just don't know that they understand that yet overseas. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people have thought about it here. But either. you don't even
0: if they recognize what overseas?
1: The generational differences, yes, yes, you know. Yes, if you're yes. writing about Lagos of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, completely yeah. different from completely Lagos different. now. And my perception of Lagos now is different from theirs. This is the only Lagos they know. Yes. I know it as a continuing story, a saga right. that continues. Yeah. And so I go to certain parts of Lagos and I said, well, this wasn't there before. Yes. Lucky wasn't even there before. My it was Maroko." Yes. And there were drums coming from Marakoa across the lagoon. Right. I lived on the other end of the lagoon, and that's all I knew—the the drums and the canoes that mm. um, went across. Before we had Falomar Bridge. We found, there was a time when Falomar Bridge didn't exist. Read more of my works. <laughs> <laughs> that Sun Hotel was Ikoi Hotel. Yes, are you I aware of that? That I remember. Thank God. That I remember. You know, Ikoi Park did not. It was a park. It was underdeveloped land, or undeveloped, should yeah. I say, undeveloped land. And, um, you know, so a lot has changed. I don't recognize a lot of the geography of mm. Lagos. Mm. Again, it depends when you are born. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But does that frustrate you mm. when people miss, for what would be better, word, miss generation you?
1: Miss generation, <laughs> that's a brilliant way of... No, I don't... To be honest with you it only frustrates me when sometimes I first of all people either think I'm younger than I am or they think I'm my aunt who's also called Sefiata um. and who was born in 1930s which I don't understand <laughs> she, she was an ambassador and people say to me they refer to me diplomatic things that I don't know nothing about you know and I'm thinking how do they think that I'm my aunt yes. can't they just see look into my bio, or do something. But um, it doesn't really bother me as such. Uh, but sometimes I have to expose my grey hair. <laughs> to remind people. Yes. You know that no. I've been living here longer than you have. Yes. yes. And So, so just like once back. in a while you just
0: want to just show somebody off their show them off and then you just show the grey hair.
1: Show the grey hair. <laughs> the grey hair helps. It so, <laughs> Otherwise they think you are born today. You know, everything yeah. begins today, right? Yeah. Yes. There's yes. no history. There's none. There's nothing. I you yes. don't actually count. I and
0: mean, especially in a country like Nigeria where there's almost no incentive for young people yeah. to care about history.
1: Yeah, we did when we when I went to school here mm-hmm. for um from well, from primary school, although I don't remember what I was taught in primary school. I think it was you know public figures who we were meant to memorize a few lines about. But in Queen's College, we did study history. Mm-hmm. And I was there from 1974 to 78. You studied the history of the African kingdoms, Mali, Shanghai, and the rest of them. And then apparently, f- for many years, they stopped teaching history yeah. in school. And that's why it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I draw on the traditional storytellers, the ones who walked around villages every night. Right. Talking to people, reminding them of the history, warning them about the future, mm. and you know, and um, educating them, hopefully. Mm. Although I think I write because I don't know. However, you know, and um, to do that in a mega city, a city that began as a suburban city and has become a mega city, yeah. to do that job yeah. is exhausting, mm.
0: Mm.
1: especially as we don't have memory. As such, yes. and we are not taught about the past. Yes. So you find in a lot of my works historical references. I really research my stories. Yeah. Join our community, listen to the full podcast
0: on Patreon or Apple Premium. Link is below, or just search for With Today.